Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, how are you? Welcome to the Armor Report. I hope you enjoy that credence. Uh, this is a live trading desk. This is called the Armor Report. Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. Now, I wanted to cover a lot of things today because I'm going to be off the desk the rest of the week. I'm on a research trip. So what we're going to get to here is we're going to discuss basically the three topics that are in our portfolio right now. We're going to go over some dividend payers. There's a couple of new names on the Armour Report whiteboard. We're going to go over that. We're going to talk about um, the precious metal space and how that the assets are behaving at the end of the month during a Fed week and what we're going to do to protect ourselves. And the last thing we're going to do, of course, is a wrap-up of the cannabis story. We love the cannabis investing theme. Got a couple ideas I'm focused on. I'm going to share them with you. And that's kind of why we listen to Credence before we start all of these armor reports, right? We're running through the jungle of the stock market, but we're also focused on the cannabis theme. Okay. Now, what do we do? This is quantumental investing. This is the combination of quantitative execution which is proprietary to our trading desk and fundamental foundation, which results in the information edge that I share with you. And I use in my own portfolio. It's a live trading desk. Phone might ring. I got computers all around. I'm working on trades as we speak right now. So this is a bit of a live look in for you. Um, don't forget I'm sharing what I do in my own personal portfolio and for individuals I manage money for at interactive brokers. I'm not telling you what to do. I don't know you. I couldn't possibly give you advice because I don't know your risk tolerance and everything begins and ends with your tolerance to risk and what's appropriate for you. And we'd have to be more on a one-on-one -on -one basis for me to give you that kind of advice. So what I do share with you is information I use in my own portfolio, hoping to educate you on the process of how we run money. A um, couple of thoughts before we get started. I am working on a website designed to give you the information in a streamlined way to make it easy to follow what we're talking about on these YouTube live streams. It's going to be the armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. It's not up yet. Don't go to it yet. It's not there, but I'm working on it. And on that website, you're going to have access through the Armor Insider to information that's on our whiteboard, that's in our portfolios. I'll be giving information in videos specifically designed about stocks we're buying and why. All of these things will be on the armor.com website once we get it up and running in the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, don't forget, we have a free armor report. And I'm working on an action alert right now. I'm going to probably send it out tonight. So go to our website, rosenthalcapital.com, subscribe. It's a free service, 
and I like to every now and then just share information that I think is actionable at the moment. Okay, I'm going to go through all the reams of data, and I'm going to break it down for you in simple bite-sized pieces so you know why I'm acting, where I'm going, how I'm doing it. And I do it through the ARM Report Action Alerts. Tonight is going to be a cannabis report. So I'm going to share with you some of my thoughts there and stocks that I'm focused on. All right. Um, I start every show with a discussion of the risk monitor and how we use that to manage our assets. We have proprietary algorithms on the top seven indexes that we believe drive um, market direction. These are all exchange traded funds. These are all uh, proprietary algorithms that look at top day and multi-day volatility. So it helps us decide, do we want to be aggressively putting money to work? Do we want to just kind of add some of our favorite names, be conservative, hold some cash, or do we want to be out of the market completely? Right now we're on a yellow, right? So it's simple, green, yellow, red, okay? Green, we're aggressively buying yellow. We're cautiously putting some money to work. And red, we're completely um, uh, a risk off. So we still are on that yellow um, light, if you will, that we've been on for the last couple of weeks. It continues, nothing changed. This is a Fed week. So those of you who are, who are new to the investing world, who have new portfolios, you're building portfolios, you're trying to understand market volatility, it begins and ends with Fed direction. And it's not as simple as what the Fed necessarily says about raising or lowering interest rates. It's more important what they're doing with liquidity. The Fed has been aggressively adding liquidity right now. Some would say at an alarming rate. At a rate that we haven't seen since around the 2007-8 period. Why is that? Well, there's a seizing up in the repo market that everyone keeps telling me not to worry about. Everybody being the Fed, certain money managers, guys on CNBC, Jimmy Diamond from JP Morgan. This is normal seizing up in the repo market. You know what the repo market is? It's where banks lend to banks overnight. We've seen rates spike to 10%. Why is that? Why won't one bank lend to another bank? Nobody can really answer the question, and the Fed has been bombing money into that overnight market to deal with the illiquidity. So I find it very um, – it'll be very odd if the Fed comes out this week and announces they're doing something that's reducing liquidity. So I don't know if they're going to lower rates or not, <clears throat> but how do we deal with this volatility? If the Fed says something that's interpreted by the market as reducing liquidity, markets will go down. If the Fed says something that keeps the status quo or increases liquidity, markets will eventually go up. I don't know what they're going to do in the first half hour. It could be complete mayhem. I generally stay out of that action. I'm talking about for the longer term, immediate term investor, what's going to happen. As a New investor, if you're just new to this game, then that's all you have to focus on. The rest is just noise. I don't care what's happening to Donald Trump. I don't really care what's happening to China. 
it doesn't make a difference what's going on in the Middle East. Is the Fed adding liquidity or subtracting it? That's it. Read stories after the news comes out to try to gather what the consensus is. Is it, an, is it a liquidity adding event or a subtracting event? And then we'll have to change our stance accordingly. Okay, so I wanted to um, go over our dividend paying strategy. Okay, what we've got here is a portfolio. Portfolios change over time, obviously. There are times when we're aggressively buying growth stocks. That's not the time right now for us. Maybe for you, but for us. We have a risk tolerance here on my desk and for the money I manage. And this is not the right environment for us to be adding a lot of risk. So what we're doing is we're building a portfolio. It's in three segments right now. The biggest segment are dividend payers. For those of you who are new to this live stream, it's very simple why that's the number one thing on our whiteboard, dividend payers. Because we have 30% of the debt in the world right now with a negative interest rate. For those of you who've been watching the live stream, forgive me for repeating this, but I can't say it enough. These stocks have outperformed all year. I think they'll continue to outperform. Big blue chip names, dividends are better than 5%, stocks that have had weakness for whatever reasons. If the weakness we believe is transitory, then we're stepping into those names with dividends better than 5% in a world where there's more than $15 trillion in negative interest rates. This is driving pension money into corporate debt, corporate equity that they think is safe. Now, we started investing like this on this desk over a year ago, and I shared with you then that we were buying AT&T. It was the number one stock we were purchasing. Stock had been destroyed. People were afraid of the direct TV uh, acquisition. Okay, everyone said that the wireline business is imploding, and this is all the stock has done since we bought it. Okay, I wrote a one and a two here for you. Right here is the original bottom that we bought. Here is where we added to the position. Now, I share this with you because I'm going to release today three new names that are on our dividend-paying whiteboard. And what we're looking for are bottoms like this and retests like that. You can either buy the bottom at one or you could buy the retest at two or both. And, of course, AT&T, you can see here, is gapping up on earnings today. It's up about almost 5% on earnings today. Okay? That is how you build wealth. When we were buying that stock, we locked in a dividend yield of 6.5% plus. And now we've got principal gain, and we're collecting that yield. You buy these stocks when they're depressed, when people hate them, when people think they're in big trouble, when they have a lot of debt. But guess what? In a world of $15 trillion of negative interest rates, a lot of debt becomes an asset to a blue chip company because they can refinance and unlock value at dramatically lower rates. This is my playbook I'm sharing with you. I shared it with you on Friday. I'm going over again. 
just wanted to look at the daily chart here of AT&T. Burn it into your brain. Print it out. Put it up on a, uh, on a board above you. You're looking for names like this that bottom out and have a business model that's real. So three new names that are on the whiteboard. Now, when I say they're on the whiteboard, I'm not telling you to go buy the stocks immediately. The whiteboard is designed to help you focus on where to do your own research. Okay? If you want me to run your money, I'm happy to do that. Let me know. We manage capital through interactive brokers. Okay, I'll do that for you. And then I can give you real recommendations just for you and your, your um, risk tolerance. Okay, but for the sake of this show, I'm just sharing with you, these are on the whiteboard. Now we're going to do work. Some of these names will buy, some we won't buy. They won't make it. In fact, some of you guys who get my Armor Action Alerts, the free, you can go sign up for it, rosenthalcapital.com. You've got a report from me about the marijuana company uh, with the symbol IIPR. I told you I might be buying the stock. It was a dividend payer, blah, blah, blah. I sent a report saying I can't do it. The stock was 95. I said I can't buy the stock. We looked at the 10K, the 10Q. There are things that are, that are disturbing to us. We're not buying the stock. Now the stock's trading at 75, right? So it's down 10, uh, what is that, 20 bucks. Is that where it's trading today? No, sorry. Trading at 67. Okay, so sometimes something's on the whiteboard. We do the research. It comes off the whiteboard. And if you're an Armor Report subscriber to that free service, you would have known that. I, would, I wrote it and sent it to you. Um, if you're going to be a subscriber to the Armor Insider, you'll get that information a lot faster. I might even do a video just for my Armor Insiders, and that'll be part of the ArmorReport.com website, where I literally come on at the end of the day and say, okay, we're done with the research. This is what we found. We're buying or we're not buying. All right. For the sake of this conversation, these three things are on the whiteboard now. We've got Ford on the whiteboard. Why is it there? Let me explain how a blue chip name gets here. We look for the stock that's down near a 52-week low. We look for a business that we think is solid. This company is not going out of business. It's having a, an issue perhaps um, could be a global issue. For instance, Ford is clearly a Trump-China issue. One of Ford's biggest growing markets is China, right? So investors are afraid about what's going on. If they ever resolve that issue, Trump and China, Ford at a 6% yield could be a no-brainer. I'm still doing work on it, guys, right? I read a story the other day that auto uh, lease delinquencies have gone up dramatically in the last month or so. So that's a problem, right? So we have to do research. But Ford's got to be on the whiteboard with a yield like that. And what looks like a transitory reason it's down this much, which is a Trump-China trade war. Okay, let's move on. Occidental Petroleum. They made a major acquisition of the best shale play in the United States of America. It took a lot of money to make that acquisition, billions of dollars. They did, a, I think, a $3 billion debt. Was it $3 billion? Somebody correct me. It could have been $10 billion. Can't remember off the top of my head. 
de- uh, uh, preferred stock deal with Warren Buffett to make the acquisition. And Indarco is the name of the company they bought. Premium shale property. Price of oil's come down. They took on a lot of debt, right? So people are afraid that they'll be able to pay off the debt. It's a better than 7% yield. They're in business of Warren Buffett. They have cash flow that more than covers their debt and equity um, um, payments, interest payments or dividend payments. So we already have the price of oil down dramatically. We already know they got a lot of debt, but in a world where 30% of the world's debt is trading at a negative interest rate, you know they're going to refinance that debt. A recent stock we bought in our portfolios is Dow Chemical. Stock's gone through the roof since we bought it. I can't share everything with you guys. This is a free show. You get a live look in, right? So I'm managing a lot of money. But I bought that stock, and on their earnings call, they talked about how they're going to refinance their debt in the next three to six months. It's, it's the playbook. So here's a company, and the stock's gone right up. Boom. Went up like that on earnings. So here's a stock with a lot of debt, a lot of obligations. So you got to do your own homework. Go check it out. But if you get, for any reason, the price of oil going up in a significant way, this stock's a no-brainer. And perhaps all the bad news is already in it. What would put this price of oil up? You get a Trump-China deal. Boom. Economies around the world start to heat up. Price of oil goes up. Right? Something goes boom in the Middle East. That's always an issue. Although usually it's short-term in nature. But you never know. These are things that put oil up. And the last name on the list that I was working on just this morning before I put this discussion together for you guys is a company, symbol SPG, Simon Properties. Now, they notoriously are the largest mall REIT in the country. And mall traffic has been going down for a long time, and so has the stock. But do your homework on this stock, guys, on this company. I think the worm is turning for their business. If I'm right, it's got a 5.5% yield, and it's dramatically underperforming the REIT index. Huge gap to close if investors begin to believe in the turn that's coming in their business. So there's three names for you. Dividend payers, passive income guys. Take a look at it. Do your own homework. Let's move on. Lot to get to. Precious metals. I'm using precious metals as a hedge. So I'm telling you what's in the portfolio now. Dividend payers, number one. Number two, I'm using gold and silver and the mining companies as a hedge on the portfolio. I do not like the way they're acting, but it's notoriously a difficult week for these stocks. The end of the month, and this has something a lot to do with futures rolling and options rolling. So there's always kind of wild volatility in the metals at the end of the month and usually on the negative side. And there's reasons for that, but I don't have time to get into it right now. Um, And of course, as the market rockets to new highs, people feel less and less inclined to hedge their portfolio. So there's no real reason to own the asset. 
I'm very close to being stopped out of my GDX position. I won't hold it very long. That's the ETF that owns precious metals. I'll probably stay longer with my CEF position, which is the closed-end fund that owns real gold and silver bars. And this is what it looks like. So there was the big breakout this week. And now, of course, it's reversing and getting whacked as the price of gold and silver are down today as the market tries to make all-time new highs. But as long as that holds, that black line's the 50-day moving average. As long as that holds, it's going to be part of what's hedging my portfolio, okay? It's going to hedge my portfolio. I'll still have a stop loss on it. I mean, the market could go into the stratosphere for all I know. Fed might say things, market blows out, and people decide to sell their gold and silver. I'll go back to cash. I use it as a hedge. But if it holds that uptrend, it holds that 50-day, I'm staying with it. Same's true for GDX, but I have stops. If it takes out those stops, I have to go back to cash and reassess and reduce my exposure. This is called risk management. Not every position we take is going to make us money, guys. It's not about that. It's not about being right. It's about making money. And the way you make money is by addressing the issues that are not working and focusing on the issues that are. So I always have stops set up. Okay, let's move on. Let's, let's move on and end up with our cannabis discussion. And then I'm going to get to a Q&A. I've had a lot of questions from subscribers, so we're going to wrap up at the end of this cannabis chat with a Q&A answers, questions about Schlumberger, questions about PG&E, right, the utility out in California, questions about Kronos, questions about MJ. I'm going to get to all that. But let's just talk real quick. Um, I know you guys, if you were uh, watched Friday's video, you know I said we, the week before we started nibbling on these stocks, now we're starting to take full bites of these stocks. Um, we already have our position set up. We're going to see how they behave. We're going to look for that AT&T double, right? So we, we're buying the bottom in MJ, which we bought two weeks ago. It's rallied up. I want to see how it behaves. If it comes back down, I'll look to double positions if we get this type of chart pattern. See the one-two set up on, 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 uh, on AT&T? It's the same type of thing on on MJ, stock market imploded. I mean, MJ imploded, made a reversal. We bought that type of a bottom. Now we want to see how it behaves. And if it holds up on a pullback, we double positions. Okay. But I'll tell you what I love. I've been highlighting news stories that I think are important. On Friday, I talked about uh, a couple of things. I suggest you go watch that video from Friday. Um, because I go over the cannabis space in detail. I'm not going to go over it again on this call. But I will say that I read two stories this morning from Business Insider, and I love the headlines. The headlines are all about the, the, the you know, last year and even earlier this year, the headlines were all about how much money these companies were spending to expand and how many people they were hiring. And people were cheering about that. But an investor doesn't like to hear that, right? A lot of expenses and a lot of hiring 
means your margins are getting compressed until such time as what you've, you know, what you've added to the business creates um, some type of a revenue ramp. So the revenue ramp didn't happen fast enough. Expenses were going up and these stocks imploded. So now I have two headlines from Business Insider today about the implosion in hiring in the cannabis space. And they write the stories as if it's a negative thing. As an investor, it's a positive thing. They write a story about Leafy, which leafy.com is a pretty cool website for those of you who don't know it. If you're a cannabis enthusiast, you ought to go look at the space. It's, I think it's a fun space, a fun, a fun website. It has some good commentary. They got an internal memo that talked about cost cutting and um, a slowdown in hiring and all of these things. And it's reported, whether it's Business Insider or anywhere else, as a negative thing for the industry. But what I suggest to you is that's when you want to buy the stocks from a fundamental standpoint. It's a positive. All the spending has been done and all the disappointment from that is in the stocks. Now the good management teams, Leafy being one of them, I assume I would assume looking at what they're doing, is they're 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 controlling their expenses. And now we'll start to see revenue ramp in the coming months and quarters with controlled expenses means margins go up. And that's how you high grade a portfolio, find a company with rising margins. But this is the time, those are the kind of stories I love. Back in June, when I told you guys, get out of this space, when these stocks, MJ was, you know, trading in, in, in the 40s. I told you guys, get out of this space. And one of the reasons was expenses were going through the roof. MJ's dropped 50% since I told you to get out of the space. The individual stocks are down 75%. And now I'm saying in the last couple of weeks, it's time to start putting these stocks in the portfolio. Now, I'm not telling you how to do it. I'm not telling you what stocks to buy. You don't even have to do it, right? I don't know your risk tolerance. So if you want to wait for the turn to happen, and instead of buying one, you buy two, you don't want to buy the bottom, fine. You don't have to buy the bottom. This is not about buying the bottom. This is not about ego. It's about making money and protecting your capital. So if you're more conservative, you want to protect capital, then you don't buy right now. You wait for the bottom to set up. You look for that double bottom. You look for that AT&T type of pullback that holds at higher levels. And you can start putting money to work. For me, personally, I put half of the exposure out on what I think is the right bottom with stops to protect myself. And then I double at higher levels or on a double bottom, depending on what pattern shows up with stops to protect myself. And everything I tell you on this show is about protecting your capital. The way to build wealth starts by protecting capital. And then you capture upside. Most people go the other way. A um, couple of stocks to highlight that I'm looking at. I know you all want to know what's on the whiteboard from a cannabis standpoint. You know, anybody who follows me knows I've got Charlotte's Web at the top of my leaderboard when it comes to U.S. cannabis companies. I'm not going to go over it again today, but just something for you to do research on. Look at the double bottom in the stock. This is a consumer packaged goods company with top level management. 
doesn't mean it can't go to zero. Maybe they screw it up. I don't know. But the chart pattern's there. It's been outperforming its peers. And if money starts to come back into the space, this stock trades on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Not the CSE, not the Venture Exchange. So it has access to more liquidity and to institutional support. And that's why I highlight it. I'm also highlighting, as you know, Organogram. Now, if you guys, oh, thanks for that. If you guys are getting my armor report action alerts, you already know this. You know that the last time I wrote a cannabis report, I put Organogram at the top of the leaderboard. And the reason is they've got 50% margins, even through the downturn. So how do you think this company is going to do earnings-wise when there's an upswing? The management team here is smart, and those margins, the margins that they're able to maintain prove that they have intellectual property. And that's what I like to invest in, that IP moat around their business. All right. Looks like I got a question here. Uh, CTST will get a license. Will, will it? Oh, that's a good question. Will CTST get the license back? Thanks for the question. Um, we don't know if they're going to get their license back, and I don't really care. Okay? As a cannabis investor, all I care about is that that problem goes away and gets off the front page. This is why my number one investment in this space at this this point, my number one investment in the space is um, 